Hello and welcome to A Practical Home, a space for cottage witchery from the suburbs. I'm Mandy and I'm glad that you could join me this week. Hello, hello to new friends and old. I am so glad that you have joined me this week. It's the last week and the last day of 2021, a year that went by way too quickly after 2020 dragged on for what felt like an entire decade. <laughs> I have just a few updates that I wanted to get through before we jumped into today's topic. Mainly just two things that have been added to the A Practical Home blog, if you're curious. I added a list of recommended reading over there um, and broke it up by different categories. So if you're looking for some reference books or, or something to add to your to-be-read list, go ahead and check that out. This list will continue to grow as I run across more books that are must-haves for my own witchy collection. I really don't want to focus too much on adding older texts to those lists because some of those books, even though they are so lovely, they're getting a little outdated. Sometimes they're difficult to connect with or they have some information that you kind of feel like you have to apologize for. And so I'm really just focusing on more newer books that I'm consuming. I also added a to be read list for 2022 uh, to showcase what's on my um, my next books that are kind of on my stack on my nightstand. I will also continue to update those as the year progresses. I think I've mentioned before that I have well over 100 books on my wish list, but obviously not all of those are going to be achieved in 2022. I think I'm going to set my goal for <sighs> trying to, to, to not go too ambitious. I think I'm looking at just 36 books this year three a month. I think that's pretty achievable for me. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll probably have my heart broken if I set it any higher, but we'll see how it goes. Aside from those changes to the site, I really think I'm ready to dive into today's topic, which is all about um, goal setting and manifestation for 2022 not focusing on those New Year's resolutions and things that people struggle so much with and rarely are able to achieve, but creating new manifestations and uh, spiritual and practical goals for the year ahead of us. I apologize if there's some background noise for this episode. It's cold, so I have my heater going because I don't want any kiddos or anybody to get cold tonight. And I also have my um, humidifier blasting because this is also the room that I record in is also my plant room and so I got to keep the humidity up in this room plus I have a dachshund behind me who's snoring so it might be a bit of a noisy episode for this year-end wrap-up. <laughs> Okay, jumping into this, I want to talk about manifestation and what it means to me and what I, I think confuses some people who are very new to the idea of manifesting um, things into reality. So I saw an interesting conversation online recently um, with some people discussing um, 
a lack of understanding for how to manifest their desires. They were just really starting out in the craft and did not understand truly what manifestation was. They felt like it was more tied to um, how long they had been involved in the practice or tools they had used. There's kind of clearly some gatekeeping that was confusing um, what the root of manifestation was. And it made me think back to some conversations I've had with friends over the years who are not practitioners and a lot of confusion or doubt that is expressed to me whenever we're having conversations about witchcraft and just general magical lives is a, a doubt that potions and incense and wands are capable of affecting change in the practitioner's life. And that's because they're missing the key element here. The witch needs to manifest their desire to achieve the goal. No tools or potions or spell kits that you buy from a store or online are going to make that happen if you don't believe it. Um, a really, really close friend of mine was very interested in starting her own practice, but she was so interested in um, like the rituals and spell crafting and things like that, but really the actual um, end result was what the hung, the, the, the hang up was. Um, she wasn't really able to put a lot of belief into all of this stuff that she's doing will actually result in her gaining something. And that always kept her from actually practicing the craft. Um, but that that really is is what the kicker is, which um, kind of separates a, a practitioner from someone who's who's on the outside. We have an understanding that um, while it might seem a bit like uh, you know like witchy woo woo, um, several cultures spanning history have a belief in the power of setting your mind to something and manifesting those desires into your life. So, what is manifestation? Kind of by de definition, if you look up the definition. It is referring to a self-help strategy intended to bring a personal goal, primarily by focusing one's thought upon the desired outcome. The techniques are based on the law of attraction, of new thought, spirituality, while the process involves positive thinking or even directing requests to the universe. It also involves action steps on the part of the individual. I agree with that definition. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. As mentioned in the definition, some call this simply the law of attraction or refer to it as just their daily affirmations. But the truth is it's it's all of those things. Manifest, manifestation to me is turning an idea or a goal into a belief first and then turning that belief into a result through meditation, energy focusing, and um, doing practical tasks to redirect that call into your life. My favorite part of manifestation is that it's really what makes magic work. It is the core of magic, and it's completely free. I appreciate the amount of witchy gear and accessories that I can acquire in this day and age, but if I have nothing but the clothes on my back, I would still be a boss witch. 
because manifestation only requires my imagination, my will, and my energy of focus. You've probably heard the phrase, so mote it be, or some variation of that, commonly used in witchcraft and neo-pagan practices. This is just saying, as I will it, it shall be. It's turning that desire or belief into a reality for whoever is stating that belief. Another way I talk about manifestation when I'm discussing it with people who are outside of the craft is that this is essentially, to, to non-pagan and non-witchy folks, prayer as it's commonly understood. Some folks will pray on a desired outcome, maybe talk to God about it regularly, and then they will know in their core through faith that God will pull through and bring those desires to them. When those desired outcomes appear, it's called an answered prayer, an answered prayer from God. This is the exact same concept of manifestation. Whether you're choosing an old God or a new God, the universe or some other source, you're bringing a tangible or intangible thing into your life through your own belief that it will happen. When you're seeking to manifest something into your life, your practice, your, the ritual you perform, your call to the universe, can be as complex or simplified as you need it to be, truly. And sometimes it depends on how complex that ask is. Is it something incredibly major, such as moving a person across a country in order to be closer to you? Or is it something that you're just looking to improve about yourself that is a, a simple request? However your, your call to the universe is initiated, it's always nice to have something to focus on. I like to either write that item down, that call to the universe down, journal about it, journal about it regularly after you, you start your initial manifestation. Um, and something that I really like to have for my own energy focus is putting together a vision board. Having something visual to focus on allows our minds to more clearly see our goals and see the progress of those. If you're running a marathon, it can be hard to stay motivated. However, you will surely find that reserved strength once you can actually see the finish line and visualize how close you are to finishing. 100 steps, 50 steps, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then the race is over and you can see yourself accomplishing that goal. The same can be said about manifesting any desire that you need for yourself or anyone else. A visual representation makes it easier for you to keep your eyes on the target and to really, truly understand what it is you are manifesting. When you create a vision board, and fill it with your hopes and dreams and desires, you are just setting the stage for success in whatever you are trying to bring to your life. A vision board is meant to inspire you, and it should serve as a constant reminder as to why you are working so hard to achieve this goal. Like any universe request, vision boards can be as complicated or as simple as you choose them to be. Most are pictorial, 
with cutouts from online sources or magazines, something like that, that demonstrate what your goal is or what you're hoping to attain. They can be abstract or realistic, whatever works for you. If you want a specific outfit to wear in an event in 2022, but you're trying to collect funds for it, maybe you just wanna post that outfit from different angles, different sources to keep you motivated and put a note on your vision board of milestones for monetary goals that you're trying to achieve. You know, you wanna have so much saved by this month and then this month and then this month. If your goal is more intangible, like self-healing, you can fill your vision board with positive and uplifting images and messages poems, power words that are important to you, sigils, whatever you feel uh, allows you to direct your focus. This year, I am actually working on building two vision boards that I'm hoping to have finished pretty quickly in the next couple of days or weeks. One is for the house that my family and I currently have. And it's about all the improvements that I want to make to the home this coming year. I have images of colors that I like, styled rooms that I find cozy and inspiring. Um, I also have written notes on the board for projects, price estimates, things that will motivate me to save for those DIY supplies that I'll need down the road. We know that we're gonna have to sell this house in a couple of years, because we're gonna be outgrowing it with our family, but we want to be able to enjoy some of those renovations that we're gonna be making, and so we want to get a, a jump start on those. This vision board is going to uh, help me see what this house is going to look like after all the hard work that I put into it this year. The second vision board I'm building out is for the house we hope to have in the future. It uh, will be, when finished, will be filled with pictures of open layouts and large kitchens, a garden tub, acreage, and the exterior styles that I enjoy the most, like colonial and mid-century. Obviously, we're a few years out from buying a new home, but I know that we're going to have to find a special place when we do make that move. If you've ever house hunted before, you know how defeating it can feel to have everything be out of your price range or in worse condition than you are capable of dealing with. And I'm wanting to have this vision board draw the appropriate home to our family. The board is specifically to call a home that's in our price range and doesn't require more work than we're capable of performing. Years ago, I. Um, saw a video on YouTube. I think it was from the White Witch Parlor, I think. And it was about manifesting a dream home over the course of several years. And I believe there was an element of vision boards in there. And so I got the idea to start that vision board project well in advance of when we were house hunting. Um, because I believe that I can bring the appropriate home to us. Um, but it will take some time. It's a, it's a big item. It's a big ask. So it's going to take time to manifest that home. And I'm getting a start on it now. For both of the vision boards, 
I'm going to be placing them in a spot where I will see them every day above my desk. I can look at them every time I feed my money jar, which is in the same location. Every time I work on a side hustle, every time I log into my office job. I also face them where I sit for my morning meditations and for my reading. And really, this is key to getting the vision boards to work for us. If you keep it somewhere in the open or in a place where you frequently visit, you can spend time studying it, memorizing every corner to where you can rebuild it in your mind. You can look at it when you wake up and before you go to sleep and maintain that appropriate focus. I know that when I have done resolutions in the past, I have mentally, because I never wrote my resolutions down, um, but mentally I would make changes to them as I went. And I felt like by the time I got burnt out on trying to achieve whatever New Year's resolution I had set, I really didn't remember what my goal was to begin with. So a vision board is really for that. It's to, to keep you on, on track of what you're trying to achieve. Family vision boards can also be a staple in your home. If your family has a common goal for the year or for the future in general, even if you have separate goals, you can include those on a vision board where everyone can see them, everyone can add energy to those ideas throughout the day, throughout the year. This is also a really great activity for kids because it's fundamentally a, a collage project of things that excite them. In 2022, I will very much be focusing on setting goals for each week and month and journaling my progress on those goals. And that's gonna be the, the milestones that I have in order to achieve my overall yearly plan. I've mentioned this before, but my main journal is the Witches Planner for 2022, which I have linked in the notes. But I'm also gonna be using the Busy Witches Planner and the Witches Datebook to keep my personal and professional life on track, along with all those goals that I set for this podcast, A Practical Home, and in my spiritual practice. Also, I should note that the Busy Witches Planner has been renamed to the Hectic Witches Planner, but my copy still says busy. My purpose for wanting to focus on those milestones and journaling and documenting my progress not only is to A, motivate me to keep going because I'll be able to see the progress, but if for whatever reason I'm behind in trying to achieve my goals, maybe I can suss out what the issue is through my journaling. Am I psyching myself out? Am I, do I have some kind of financial problem that I need to take into account and adjust my goal for the year? Whatever it might be. I also think this is a great year after year review, especially if you're like me and you're, you're gonna be starting a manifestation this year for something that's gonna take you a number of years to achieve most likely. For, my, for myself, I feel like that's gonna be our future home. It'll take me a while to really bring that to our family. So I wanna document my progress on that and, and see what I want to change in my practice and in my energy focus year after year. I also like to use different planners for different areas of my life. But I like to have one common journal, which is what I use the witch's planner for, that I use as a journal instead of a date book. 
Um, I like to have that as my one common journal to kind of um, put all of the other uh, goals together and give myself an overall summary for those different um, weekly and monthly milestones. And the main reason for that is, I, you know, if obviously we have for different hobbies, projects, businesses in our life, whatever, we have different things we want to achieve, but all of those can and usually do impact the other goals that you have in your life. Um, you know, your professional life impacts your personal life, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, I want to have a, a common place to review all of that um, and see if I need to make adjustments along the way. In my spiritual goals, I'll also be using a few different books to help me flesh out what it is that I want to achieve each week and month so that I can have... Um, more of an easily attainable um, uh, overall, I guess overall milestone plan is what I'm, I'm hoping for, for that year end goal. So some of the books that I'll be pulling from include um, Daily Magic from Judica Illis. I'm not sure how to say that last name. And The Hearth Witch's Year by Anna Franklin. Those are a couple of things I'm going to be pulling from for those day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month tasks to help me kind of formulate those milestones. And of course, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'll be falling back on those almanacs that I love so much to provide me with inspiration and drive to keep going. I recognize that goal creation can be a very daunting task for some people. It's often difficult to focus on what it is we really want to achieve in an entire year. That's a very long period of time. And so sometimes it's just, it's not easy to see what you really want to have as your end result come the start of 2023. If I'm ever struggling to identify a goal to work towards for the new year, or if you're in that position for 2022, a really great tool is to identify your tarot card of the year. And that might give you a launching point for how to set your new year goal. Online, there are several ways you can calculate what your card of the year is. Most of them involve adding your birthday, like specifically the month and the birth date to the year, the current year coming up. So for example, if your birthday is January 1st, um, you're gonna be adding that to 2022. So it'd be like one plus one plus two plus zero plus two plus two, which if I can do my math correctly, that gives you eight as your card of the year. I've only ever seen uh, a card of the year focusing on the major arcana So your card would be the strength card for 2022, and you'd be focusing on that card meaning um, when you're developing your goal or what you want to achieve for the next year. I will not give you the exact calculation that I used because I don't want y'all reverse engineering this and finding my exact birth date. However, uh, when I did my algorithm temperance, card 14 in the Major Arcana was the card that I pulled for the upcoming year. For my tarot fans, I love referencing Biddy Tarot on tarot meetings since they're so simple and easy to understand. The Temperance card stands for Balance, Moderation, Patience, and Purpose. 
Vinny Tarot tells us that the Temperance card is for bringing balance, patience, and moderation into your life. You are being invited to stabilize your energy and to allow the life force to flow through you without force or resistance. It's time to recover your flow and get your life back in order and balance. This card calls on you to remain calm, even when life feels stressful or frantic. Maintain an even temperament and manage your emotions. You have learned to keep composed in stressful situations. Little things don't get to you, thanks to your seemingly abundant source of patience. Your respect for balance and tranquility is what will help you achieve and experience fulfillment in your life. From there, it goes on to describe some additional meanings with the card, but my biggest takeaway is looking at building balance and less stress and, and in my life going forward in 2022. And um, frankly, that's a very appropriate card for me for 2022. I have a lot of changes coming up, both obviously at home with new kiddo coming, by the time you hear this kiddo will be here. Um, but new kiddo coming into our life, lots of changes we have going on at home. Plus I have a bunch of professional changes coming up in 2022 that I'm trying to prepare for mentally and um, kind of getting my career in line for those. So balance is really key for me and I'm going to be taking that into consideration when I'm really kind of fleshing out my goals for the year. And when I'm setting those milestones for myself, I have to keep balance and moderation in mind so that I don't get overwhelmed and that I can continue um, achieving my goals without getting overstressed, a common problem that I have. So that is a huge focus for me. If you look up your tarot card of the year, I would love to hear what you got and how you're gonna be applying that to your life in 2022. I love seeing those different readings that people have. Also, I didn't do a, a year um, spread for myself. Um, I, I, I've had that done twice, if I remember. We have a very large tarot spread performed that gives you a breakdown of your, like, your month to month and your overall year. I don't think I've ever actually done that for myself. Um, but I really love seeing when people do share that, I really love seeing kind of the breakdown of um, everyone's year ahead and, and how, you know, how they're going to be using that information going forward. So if you're doing that, please let me know. I'm so interested in that kind of stuff. I'm kind of just nosy and want to know what everybody's year is going to be like. <laughs> If you were having doubts of how manifestation comes to be in your life or really what manifestation is, I hope this episode helped you a little bit and made it more clear that it's really a power within yourself and no one can give you permission to just start manifesting things. I also hope that you um, maybe got some inspiration from this and feel motivated to set those 2022 goals in place and start working towards bringing your desires into your life this coming year. 
Thank you so much for joining me this week and this year. A Practical Home will resume in 2022. I will continue being bi-weekly for a while until I get settled into my new routine with um, having more people at home <laughs> than in the previous year. I am super excited for 2022. I have a lot of outlines already drafted up for topics this coming year. I'm very excited. And of course, I'm looking forward to connecting to more of you in the coming year. Um, the, those who I have spoken with in the last couple of months since kicking off the podcast, I've just appreciated so much kind things being said and um, just kind of their insight. And so I'm hoping to be able to expand that in the coming year. As always, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at a practical home podcast, on Twitter at a practical home, and you can send me an email anytime at a practical home podcast at gmail.com. Until next time and next year. Bye bye. <laughs>